Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Welcome to the Kachat. It's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, hey, what's up with cars? I'm Lucas Southworth, and for the second week in a row, I have edited out John doing a cold open, because we don't do those, John. But we could. We Yeah, but we don't. We could release an hour of silence every week, but... Oh... And, and that, you heard that, folks? We could also release just that noise. We could. Week. I imagine future Lucas may have kept a little bit of that in for context, but he's certainly not going to keep a lot of it in. It's very sharp to the ears. Yeah, uh, he's John Bishop. John, what, what is our episode today of our podcast about cars? So as you may have guessed, uh, the two of us have in fact watched Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Now, also... One of us has seen at least one of the Mad Max movies. Mad Max is a movie kind Okay, it's not about a car, but it's about a guy and his car. It's weird. You know, Mel Gibson and whatnot. Sure. But a car is heavily featured in it. And uh, we also know that for some reason there seems to be a Mad Max-style episode of the up-and-coming uh, Cars miniseries, Cars on the Road. Now, I want you to answer me honestly, John. Mm -hmm. Did you think of the concept of this episode first, or did you think Multiverse of Mad Max as a title of an episode, and you worked backwards to get there for the concept? They happened around the same time. Understandable. Okay. Walk me through your creative process. I wanted to talk about Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and then I thought, Multiverse, Cars obviously and then right there i was like well there's a mad max episode of yep multiverse of mad max and that's pretty much how the thought happened yeah i gotta admit folks uh i don't know what this episode's gonna be because i texted john and asked him what we should record about today and he just sent me the words multiverse of mad max and i thought now i don't know what that is but it's a pretty good pun so yeah whatever we'll see what happens and Here we are. I think it works. (laughs) All right. Hey, just so you know, we're about to give our just full spoilery thoughts about the movie. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to hear that, you're going to want to skip to 17 minutes and 41 seconds. And then future Lucas is going to edit in a real time for that, because I don't know how long we talked about that. We talked about it for a while. Uh, We don't know how long we're going to keep in. Yeah. So there's that. But uh, be sure to do that if you don't want to be spoiled on the movie. We may do some minor spoilers, like very minor throughout the rest of the episode, but nothing huge. 
Uh, before we get into it, uh, we should decide right at the front and inform the people right at the front. Are we going to do a spoiler-free or a spoiler-full episode involving Multiverse of Madness? Because it's pretty recently come out, but easier to talk about if we talk about spoilers. Uh, a spoiler-full, but also I have to be uh, kind of sneaky about it because my wife has not watched it. Hmm, Okay. So you can't even talk talk about John Krasinski. I can, because she won't know what I'm talking about unless uh, she hears both halves of the conversation, or I specifically mention what uh, Jim from Office has done. I thought he was fine. I hope he's not the main the main one, though. I hope the main one isn't him. I'm sad they didn't bring back the old one. He was perfect from like the the like original ones. Yeah, yeah, he was he was about a perfect Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've watched. We're already off, but I've been wanting to talk about my opinions about this, so, so I'm going to. Uh, if you didn't know, John Krasinski plays a version of Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, in Multiverse of Madness from a different universe, and he's. It's been an internet fan cast forever, and I get it. He looks like a certain version of Reed Richards drawn especially by a specific comic artist. I get it. It works pretty well. But I don't know. Reed Richards needs to be like very flawed at times. Oh, Reed Richards as a character is usually an asshole. Yeah, he needs to be deeply, deeply flawed. And I'm not sure I've ever seen anything with John Krasinski in it where he plays like even a little bit of a flawed person like Jim Mm -hmm. from the office, I guess is kind of a dick sometimes, but that's about (laughs) the extent of it, you know? Yeah. Usually though, the ways in which he's a dick is he's getting like not revenge, but he's playing with someone who is a dick in other ways. And like, it's a, he had it coming kind of feeling to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, and I'm, I'm not saying John Krasinski, he can't do that i'm saying i haven't seen him do it so i don't necessarily trust that he can and i'd be so bold as to say i think it would be hard for him just because he's a very likable presence yeah yeah for sure he did that whole thing where there was the news but it was good mm-hmm. and i never being honest i never fully got the appeal of that uh, but <laughs> it's uh, the opposite of sensational yeah it's like i don't know man <laughs> I don't know. Uh, But another thing, while we're talking about it, we'll talk about cars probably at some point. This one will sound mean to John Krasinski. Reed Richards is like, is he usually the smartest man ever? Like, is that usually his his thing? Or like in the top three or four, usually, at least? So the Illuminati as a whole are the most intelligent people in... Like, at least Earth, but typically in, like, the entire sphere of, okay, so these are the superheroes we have and know. These are the ones who are really smart and oftentimes present themselves as not very empathetic. Mm, I don't know. Reed Richards is mega intelligent, and I'm just not sure John Krasinski can sell that. Like, Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo are, like, pretty good at meaningless techno babble. Mm-hmm. in these movies i'm not sure i could see john krasinski and me believing like oh he knows what he's talking about etc yeah 
and this is going to sound terrible of me, but typically, in my experience, the people that I know that are the kind of intelligent that Reed Richards is supposed to be, I'm just going to say it, I don't think I've met a single person who's got that sort of intelligence in any sort of like grand capacity who is likable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the burden of knowledge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I will say, again, I liked him as that version of Reed who had clearly like matured a lot. It was Reed at the end of his character arc. And like, I don't know, he was fine. He was on screen for two minutes before other spoiler, Wanda blew his head up and turned him into spaghetti. <laughs> did he, bl- did his head blow up? I thought he just was spaghetti. Uh, Black Bolt's sp- head exploded. Which man, gosh. Uh, but <laughs> she turned him to spaghetti. And when the spaghetti reached his head, then his head exploded. <laughs> Cause why not? at that point yeah um okay so i only am gonna mention this because i only like thought about it since i watched the video uh a pitch meeting but he raised raises a great point of it's really weird that reed Richards said he can blow you up with one whisper from his mouth because it was clearly a setup line for what mouth yeah uh but like i didn't even notice until afterwards but now that i have had that pointed out to me like holy crap that's such a stilted obvious setup yeah it's not the natural way to even threaten like hey black bolt can kill you like why would you mention specifically his mouth especially because i gotta imagine just like everyone else in the world wanda didn't watch in humans so she doesn't know what black bolt can do i'll be the first to admit i didn't know what black bolt can do i knew what black bolt could do uh, I did not watch the Inhumans. Yeah, I do know yeah. about the Inhumans, uh, but I haven't seen the show. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. But yeah, I guess right off the top, we could maybe just <laughs> get a bunch of spoiler thoughts out here at the beginning and give people a timestamp. Future Lucas could edit that in. Sure. Uh, so if they want to, yeah, we'll do a, a spoiler section about our thoughts about the movie, and then maybe do a spoil a less spoilery section about cars. All right. And then throw in some Mad Max, just because it's such a weird thing that they're doing a crossover, I guess, episode. Yeah. Well, you got any more spoiler thoughts? We already discussed uh, before we started recording, you didn't love the the villain turn, at least how they handled the villain turn for Wanda. Yeah, they went hard and they were like, we're just going to make a decision and she is going to be the most evil and like her motivation is going to be something that you could have empathized with if she wasn't so evil about it yeah and i i I already told john i don't disagree with the 180 turn i i would disagree in calling it a 180 turn she was not not evil in wandavision like like a a 170 turn she went from oh she's done a bad thing to oh she has no value in human life not even children's lives she only cares about two people and she doesn't even care which two people. Yeah, like, again, it, it was a bit too much, but I, I, I would argue WandaVision sets it up a little bit better than that. Like, she did enslave and, tor- and like, torture an entire town. They, they are explicit about that. And, like, the only... She does, like, seem a little sad about it in WandaVision and realize it's not the thing she should do. But, like... Also, she just sort of mutters an apology to, I think, just Monica, who wasn't even really affected by it that much. 
and also got superpowers because of it. In regards to apology, I don't think it would be appropriate to apologize to okay, those yeah. people because like what do you do with that? Yeah, I'll agree with that, but I guess it was a larger like express sorrow about it, express remorse, even try it, to try- repent in some way. Yeah, or or seem sorry. Like <laughs> she seemed very sad, but she seemed very sad because her husband and her children were going her husband was going to basically die again and her children were going to cease existing which understandable i am not criticizing wandavision wandavision is the best thing they've put out there maybe besides loki no i like wandavision more oh i like it a lot more yeah and i'll also say about her villain turn is i think they were clearly implying that the dark hold the devil book was corrupting her they could have made that more explicit and maybe like dedicated, I don't know, a short scene at the beginning showing it whispering into her mind a little bit more or made it a bit more slow burn to the end where maybe she was trying to extract the powers from America without realizing she would kill her. And then by the end, she realized it would kill her and she was so far gone it wouldn't bother her anymore or something. But I don't know. I will say that the the villain turn did make for one of the scariest most effective villains they've ever had yeah for me at least i i again though like good old raimi does what he does it's a very comic booky movie the jump scare terrifying but it also didn't make any sense it was they keep shutting doors she keeps blasting through them they shut one door and then they stare back as if she hasn't been blasting through them yeah, I think it was to maybe show that, like, their lack of understanding and the level of her powers and what exactly they were, which I kind of, I will say, I will I will defend Raimi's filmmaking style. Just, I, I, I am, will defend Marvel movies just viciously, but man, they do feel pretty samey at times. And I appreciated this one at least not feeling as samey as some of the other ones, you know? Like, it definitely like put in a dash of a completely different genre that's been absent, which I do appreciate. Yeah, and Raimi's voice is like so present in it in a way that I think some directors don't really accomplish in the MCU, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I watched it and I was like, this feels like watching Spider-Man 2. And I love that movie. Cool. Mm-hmm. And like Doctor Strange, the first one, it was just a rehash of Iron Man. Yeah, like for say sure. what you will, but it was very, very formulaic. Uh, this one, it has some of the pitfalls of the formula, but you could tell that it's a different director behind the wheel. Yeah, overall, I liked it a lot. John liked it less, <laughs> so yeah. take it that what you will. I think it was a a good movie, which to me is disappointing. That's fair enough. I get it. Wanda murdering the alternate universe Illuminati is gonna be one of my like in the top echelons of scenes from the MCU now for me though that was that was pretty good yeah 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 and, and some real blood in the MCU mm-hmm. i i don't mind that either yeah i've i've seen like a little conversation between certain groups and it was people say this movie should be rated r and then other people misunderstanding that because some people hear that and they think it wasn't that graphic it, i don't think it should be rated r no, what they're saying is it should have been rated R so that they could have gone more in that direction. Yeah, that would have been 
killer. I would have really dug that. And I don't know, they made Doctor Strange a little bit more likable than he's been for me, which is, man, an accomplishment. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. He does really great work, but man, do I not care about Doctor Strange most of the time, other than he's got cool action. And they did it in the best and strangest way they could, which is by introducing you to a different Doctor Strange who's more of a dick. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like, our Doctor Strange, he's all about the all about the the result and like how you can do things to make the world better. And then they're like, yeah, but here's this Dr. Strange and this other Dr. Strange. Yeah. They, one of them's going to murder a child also. And the other one killed an entire reality. So yours isn't that bad, is he? I guess I learned to appreciate him a little. Bet you feel like a dick now, huh? Yeah. You won't even kill kids. (laughs) <laughs> not even in the body of a decaying himself which again pretty pretty choice liked that Absolutely. quite a bit uh the uh the cinematography of zombie death cult necromancer uh so great so great cool do we feel like we've gotten spoilers out of our system at least the big ones like <laughs> illuminati members etc yeah because I, yeah. I just uh, boy howdy the illuminati was I liked it so much that they included that. Good send off for Patrick Stewart as well, because mm-hmm. I can't imagine they're going. He's like eighty something. They're they're not going to continue using him. Yeah. I can't imagine. So now we're going to talk about other stuff. We're done with major spoilers now, and now we're going to talk about Cars and Mad Max instead of just review the movie as if that's our podcast. All right. <coughs> Cars and Mad Max. Mad Max is a post-apocalyptic film series slash rebooted one film. I think set in Australia or New Zealand. I think it's Australia. I think I've heard that, yeah. Well, it was a budget film and it became like a cult phenomenon. The world, it ain't got much water in it and it ain't got much gas. But the hero of the story, he's searching for both and his sick car. And also there are gangs. So, yeah, that is that. And then they made Mad Max Fury Road recently-ish, which I also haven't seen, but I've sure seen a lot of stills and scenes from because, man, that movie was huge. Yep, yeah. The the big thing, as we've said, Cars on the Road, they, they saw that and thought, you know what? This fits our family franchise. And we should make Lightning McQueen and Mater <laughs> go do that. So... I guess what I saw when I saw Multiverse of Mad Max is the implication that maybe either A, this episode of Cars on the Road will take place in an alternate universe. They will set up a Cars multiverse. Uh, Or B, that the original films Mad Max and Mad Max Fury Road are an alternate universe of the Cars verse. All right. So here's, here's this pitch. Okay. Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, sure. she's got some kids in this situation, in this hypothetical situation. She's got some kids, and she wants to just watch a movie with her husband, and they pick out Mad Mac. They don't, like, they can't really watch that because it's inappropriate for kids. So what do the kids pick to watch for a movie night? They pick Cars. Uh, oh, no, that's so boring. I'd be but pissed. The Scarlet Witch... 
she's got herself an idea. What's she going to do? It's going to make them the same movie. All right. Good job integrating Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness into this. Because we, we only really had the concept of multiverses in there so far. So I appreciate you bringing in the MCU properties. Okay, so she decides to make them the same movie. How does she do this? She goes to America and she's like, hey, America. Also, America is a place, but also in this, it's a person. She's like, hey, can you help me find something? She's like, what do you want? Well, I want to find a world in which uh, Cars and Mad Max are the same thing. And then America gets a real confused look on her face. Like, And then Wanda's like, oh, wait, what are you doing? I So they get portaled through all these crazy dimensions. And they wind up in a world that is Cars and is Mad Max. And uh, Wanda, she's like, well, it's too late to explain i just wanted a movie so hey let's get to filming (laughs) i guess i'll do it myself yep okay she reaches into a box says i guess i'll do it myself and she pulls out a big old camera and dr strange is there and he is the director of photography (laughs) sure he's like wanda you can't do this this is so irresponsible and then she's like well I know, I know what this is. I'll give you a producer credit. And he's like, well, now that I'm involved, it's allowed. <laughs> Classic Dr. Strange. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Now, this is a deeply, deeply good idea you've had, John, in which the Scarlet Witch and America Chavez and Dr. Strange just go and film a movie. That is now. Okay. In this, would it be a documentary, or are they hiring these Mad Max cars to act this out? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. It is a documentary, but it's not framed as one. Mm, okay. It's it's not like her doing any sort of uh, investigative discovery. It's, oh, I was taken to a world in which this big old massive, basically crazy movie is going to happen, and I just have to catch it on film. It's like Pokemon Snap but in a very specific and strange way. Yeah, it sounds almost found footage-y to me, then. Uh, like, uh, almost in a, like, Wanda is a character herself, then, of like, oh gosh, these cars have spikes and they're alive! <laughs> Who could ever imagine such wild fantasies? Well, I, I'm thinking she just films it and tries to make it as cinematic as possible, and who who's the uh, editor that saves it all that is of course vision because mm. he's great at editing i mean he is a computer i guess mm-hmm. uh and he's got a very artistic vision uh no pun intended uh, i don't believe you i don't know he like he he's shown to very much understand no i don't uh, believe philosophy that, that, that there was no pun intended oh okay there really wasn't. I realized it was going to happen, but I also couldn't think of a better way to express artistic vision, so I just stuck with it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you look at his color scheme and how he immediately changes his entire body to be, like, a really neat costume, yeah, he's, he's got some uh, creativity and some uh, a good design eye. Now, Wong needs a job in this because Wong is in everything. Did you see he's going to be in She-Hulk? No complaints here. Wong is consistently good, in my opinion. 
he makes things better. Yeah. And he's constantly cast as this like, uh, it's a living kind of guy of like dealing with these dumb other superheroes doing dumb other superhero stuff. He is a multiversal straight man. Yeah. So I could see him being like, sort of like, sort of like a stage manager, but I don't know what that job is in film. I think his job is to like Star Trek-esque, make sure that Wanda isn't discovered while she's filming. Mm. Because at first it's like, hey, I can't let you do this. And then a Doctor Strange like walks in while eating a bagel and like uh, he's got a bunch of scripts in his arm for no reason because he thinks that being a producer is like going to be his new thing. And uh, he's like, no, Wong, it's okay. It's, it's all good. I got it. He's like, what are you talking about? We can't let this happen. He's like, no, it's it's good. I'm the producer. And then he just like looks down and sighs. And then he's like, well, I got to prevent this from destroying reality. So I have to make sure you guys aren't discovered. Maybe he could be credited as the best boy since no one knows what that is. And it's Wong the is the AD? best boy. What did is you it, say? Is it not the first AD? I don't know. As I said, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, now that you said no one knows what it is, I'm not nearly as confident. I mean, if you've Googled it, you probably do know what it is. I have not. I've just heard the term used to describe people who were assistant directors. Well, I'm not going to look it up because I much prefer to think of them as just the best boy. Like uh, everyone votes <laughs> votes on everyone involved in the production and whoever wins gets that uh, that credit. Okay. I now know what it is. Don't tell me. I'm not going to. Thank you. If you want to know, dear listener, I don't know. You got Google. Probably. If you're listening to this podcast, you got Google. I will say it's not first AD. Ooh, intrigue. So now I definitely don't know what it is. <laughs> Great. But I have limited the infinities because you know one thing it's not. Yeah, but see, before that, I was some level of my mind thought, Ah, John's probably right about that, but I don't know for sure. But now, you know, I prefer I prefer infinity minus one as opposed to infinity, but pretty sure it's this one. Mm. Okay, that's fair. That's kind of the opposite of my entire sense of knowledge, because like I'm well aware that I don't know a lot of things, but whenever I find out or someone points out, hey, you don't know this, that's when I get really bothered. So just knowing that I know it's not that would probably bother me more. No, I'm perfectly happy to live in ignorance. I'm never going to know everything, so I don't know. I, right. I Don't get me wrong. I very much appreciate knowledge, but I don't need to know everything. That's fine. Knowledge. Yeah, John gets it. I want to talk about just the concept of a Cars multiverse. Like, we can get back to specifically throwing Mad Max in there. And I know I'm derailing us in the middle of that specific discussion, but I feel like we got to a pretty good place with uh, the Wanda-led project of a Cars Mad Max uh, documentary. And the easiest way I can think to do a Cars multiverse is to just say, eh, the Cars tunes, specifically the Mater's Tall Tales those are different universes or something and maybe mater can just access them much like in the movie everything everywhere all at once which if you haven't seen instantly became one of my favorite movies ever it's so good i really want to watch that movie 
It's very good. It's deeply, deeply strange. And if that doesn't sound like your kind of thing, like it's, it is, takes joy in how weird it is. And I loved that, but I can see it not being everyone's cup of tea. But I think that would be the simplest way to make a Cars multiverse on the cheap, you know, is to just, eh, those other Maters, Mater can just access their memories and sort of jump into them. Yep, yep. Uh, or it's a The One situation. Okay, expand. Have you seen or heard of The One? I think I've explained it to you before. Probably, but I don't remember what it is. Uh, it's a it's a film in which uh, there is a guy who exists in every reality, except in this one, all of the hymns are dead, except for a few. And there's one guy going from dimension to dimension killing the other ones okay highlander rules there can be only one the less of you there are the more you have to exist so like he becomes more powerful the less of him there are okay and then he's killed all of them but one and then that one is now all of a sudden super powerful because yeah. all the other ones are gone, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, but now I know Kung Fu, and I can do anything, and this is really cool, but also, what's happening right now? And then, like, a government agency is like, hey, uh, someone's out to kill you, so watch out. So then he fights himself. Great, and love then, that. Uh, spoiler alert for a movie that's very old. Uh, <clears throat> when the good guy wins, and the bad guy is, like, captured they can't kill him because the other guy would become too powerful so they send him to the dimension where they send bad guys and then it's just him fighting everyone forever i bet he does a pretty good job though if he's that powerful oh yeah he's on top of the mountain immediately kicking everyone off of the mountain sick that sounds pretty good i may have to check that out okay but how does that relate to cars (laughs) are you implying one of the maters is killing all the other maters um kind of (laughs) okay Okay, but okay, I got one for you. I, I got a twist on it. Maybe he's killing all of the other lightnings instead because he we wants do to make ha- lightning more powerful. Yes, he wants him to achieve his full lightning god potential. <laughs> so, we, I mean, we do see him explicitly kill at least one lightning McQueen in Mater's Tall Tales. He is responsible for a lot of deaths of lightnings McQueen. Yeah, like. A lot we can assume sort of happened, but we do have one in the Daredevil one. I want to say it's Mater the Greater, uh, in which Mater explicitly says, you didn't make it, and everyone looks sad. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe multiversal Mater. Man, that's a phrase that's going to stick in my brain for a while. Multiversal Mater is attempting to power up Lightning McQueen Prime <laughs> by killing all his doppelgangers across an infinite multiverse. Well, if I understand correctly, he doesn't even have to do like that much. He could just kill like a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, each one makes his percentage of, you know, existing that much higher, I guess. Yep. And I think it's like a you become the other ones. So like mm. you get their skills and memories and like knowledge and whatnot. But, like, you're still you, primarily. Mm-hmm. 
well, he's just got to kill the lightning god one from Tokyo Fader, and it'll be good. I have a feeling that one's already dead. <sighs> Could be. He did upset, you know, the, the Yakuza. Yeah, but he is also explicitly a lightning god. So, like... The Surrounded Yaku- by water. Yeah, but, I mean, the Yakuza are very powerful, but, I don't know. A car who's also a god of lightning. Like, I feel like, uh... Who is it, Raiden from Mortal Kombat? Yep. I feel like if he pissed off the Yakuza, he'd probably be pretty much fine. <laughs> you say that, but one of his uh, stiffest competitions is, of course, just an actor. Yeah, I, after I said that, I did think about the canon of Mortal Kombat and how there are just people in it who can, depending on who you choose, canonically beat the snot out of Raiden. Yep. Uh, some of which are just people, like, I guess, uh, cops with guns who shoot you. Good stuff. And then there's also, like, uh, President King Supreme of another planet that is a planet of war. So, like, oh, and also the goddess of time, who isn't a goddess, but also is more powerful than one. Man, I bet if I really cared about Mortal Kombat, I would really enjoy diving deep into the lore. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of dumb, deep lore dive, though. It's, I would say it's as insane as Kingdom Hearts, just not nearly as much flavor to it. Yeah, if I, just guessing, because I don't know a ton about either Kingdom Hearts or Mortal Kombat, I'd say the main difference is Kingdom Hearts takes itself 100% seriously. Probably not 100% seriously, but like pretty seriously. And it's like, this lore is good and it matters and you have to know it. Whereas Mortal Kombat, I've got to imagine it's like, eh, what if we made them come from a, a planet where there's always a, a super secret tournament of fighters? Yeah, that'd be fun. Why not? Let's do that. I do worry that both of them take themselves seriously. That's fair. Anyway, yeah, I do. I do really like that idea because it gives us motivation behind Mater's escapades, other than just getting flashes of himself in another universe. Although I do like just that as well, because it explains why he sees them as memories, you know? I don't know. I like both. I like both quite a bit. Now, what if it's not our world's Mater that is doing the killing? Okay. Evil Mater? Mater from the Mad Max universe, he's out of water and he's out of gas. So he goes to a new, another universe to take over and like replace that Mater. He just goes universe to universe. And then the big finale is he has to fight the one true Mater in our world. I do like that quite a bit. I do also, I did just think it would also make a certain amount of sense for it to be Lightning who is accessing memories and alternate selves because... It never seems like Lightning's the only one who ever questions it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you may get a few puzzled looks or, like, a few, like, oh, Mater kind of looks from everyone else, but Lightning's the only one who ever speaks up about it. So maybe he is experiencing alternate universes as opposed to Mater and then accessing their memories when Mater says, well, shoot, you should know you was there. Uh, and then he goes, what? And then he's there. So, I don't know, that could be fun, too. And that's what the road trip is for. They're like, Lightning wakes up, and he's like being chased by Bigfoot in his dream, and he wakes up, he's like, oh, Mater, what's going on? And Mater's like, all right, 
I know what's happening. Let's go on an emotional journey with you where I unlock your realities. And he's seeing all these things so that he can, like, figure out who's hunting them. Man, that I would... I mean, obviously, I'm going to watch Cars on the Road no matter what, but I would certainly watch that even if I didn't have a Cars podcast. I'll say that. Uh, Absolutely. I guess another way for a multiverse, a a less built-in multiverse for Cars would be just like, I don't know, often things we use or theorize for origin stories or other universes full of talking vehicles. But I don't think that works as well because there aren't like, you know, usually in in multiverse stories and we know because multiverses are super hot right now in the movies. Mm -hmm. They have like, oh, they travel and like, oh, you're also Lucas Southworth from this universe. And so I don't know if Lightning McQueen would would exist in those other universes, but maybe he does. And we just focus on a different story in this universe, you know? Absolutely. I'm saying maybe Lightning McQueen and Radiator Springs are all there, just we don't see them when we're watching, I don't know, Thomas the Tank Engine or whatever. Yeah, maybe. They're even real in our world. Oh, God. Man, we gotta we gotta start cursing a lot more so that we can finally take that trip. Yeah, that's true. We gotta go to... We, man, we gotta go to Cars Land. We just literally have to. Mm-hmm. Also, one maybe last spoiler thing. Roy. That would be nice to actually have a child and be in Disney. Yep. But I, as much as I think the whatever I just said about, you know, an expanded multiverse with other movies and whatnot would work. I do much prefer the Mater's Tall Tales, if for no other reason than it's fun. Yeah. And OK, you already started relating it to Cars on the Road, but then I got distracted. So maybe what we're seeing in Cars on the Road are just views into maybe it's like carvel's what if you know Mm -hmm. which is already a joke we've made because that's one of our sub series that we've never gone back to yep i gotta watch moon knight so that i can do more carvel's what if moon knight's pretty good it has the problem that every single marvel show has that like the ending doesn't live up to it as much as i want it to but other than that pretty good all right i will watch pretty much anything with oscar isaacs in it so yeah. All right. I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah. Inside Lewin Davis. That's a movie. Is that the movie you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but I keep getting Inside Lewin Davis and like the title, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I know that it's not What's Eating Gilbert Grape or What's Eating Lewin Davis, but like <laughs> somehow it feels like that's the name. Mm. Uh, yes, sir. But yeah, uh, that is a tough watch that I feel like you would enjoy. You know, I haven't. Is that a Coen Brothers movie? Mm-hmm. I do enjoy their stuff, usually. Yeah. Does that have Oscar Isaac in it? Is that why you brought yep. it up? Oh, well, there we go. Uh, that's also my audience recommendation. If you're okay with some heavy subject matter and a pretty tough watch, uh, it's a quality film. Mine is still everything, everywhere, all at once. I am... All right. I was not exaggerating when I when I say it became one of my top, like, ten movies the second I finished watching it. Now, what'd you watch that on? Uh, I watched that on a movie screen. Dang. Yeah. That's why I haven't watched it yet. No, it's understandable, man. So, maybe Mad Max, Mad, Mad Max car, Mad Max, like Mac <laughs> the character from Cars, that's the best yeah. I can do. 
is just another multiverse, which will be a bit of a cop-out if Cars on the Road does that. And I will actually enjoy it a little less, I think. And if they do that instead instead of saying, no, this is just canonically part of the Cars universe. I don't know. I feel like, hey, we're just doing a multiverse thing and like having some sort of weird consequence because of it. I think that's beautiful. See, the best of both worlds for me would be establishing a multiverse and then doing like a Crisis on Infinite Earths or Flashpoint style combination of all of the universes. Mm -hmm. So we get the high concept nonsense of a Cars multiverse, but then afterwards we get the benefits of them saying, hey, you remember all that nonsense about dinosaurs and Bigfoot and Mad Max? That now does exist in the main Cars canon. Yep. Yep. And also just Mater versus, oh man, maybe instead of the monitor, the monitor, is that right? From Crisis? The monitor and the anti monitor? Am I remembering oh, yeah, that right? Yeah. It's the Mater and the anti Mater. <laughs> <sighs> I'm proud of that one. I'll, I'll admit it. I tried to extend it and then I realized that the name I thought of was actually a thing already. Good. What was it? Mater door. Mm, yeah. But maybe, maybe El Matador is the monitor. Uh, he's just, you know, doing some weird stuff in Spain with me and Tia. He doesn't have to do anything. Crisis on Infinite Car Earths hasn't started yet. Okay. So the anti-monitor, he's all about, you know, that uh, anti-life equation. Sure. Is it the same thing in Cars or is it something else? Because I can't think of a pun off the top of my dome, but like it can't just be the anti-life equation, right? See, it's tough because they are clearly alive, you know? Yeah, yeah. So life exists, but there is a funnier joke there. You're right. (laughs) Something about like the anti... I'm thinking like Spark or something. Wait, is that... Did I just come up with the thing from Transformers? The, the all the that's all the spark? all spark. Okay, not the anti spark. Okay, <laughs> phew. The opposite, uh, of course, being the non spark. Sure, 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 sure. But something about engines <laughs> being engines being on, uh, which is why I went to spark because you know spark plugs. But I don't know. Maybe it is just the anti life equation. We have to live with that. <laughs> it's the anti gas equation. Yeah, that works. Why not? And that's what causes the Mad Max world. Mmm, okay. Now we're connecting it. <laughs> so the anti-mater's looking for the anti-gas equation, and then he finds it on a world that is uh, devoid of gas, and as such, the world is in this Mad Max dystopia where everyone's killing each other. And then from there... Uh, you see everyone die, and then it goes straight to uh, Lightning waking up from a terrible, terrible nightmare. And then he has more nightmares, and it's all about these worlds coming to an end. Man, and that that co- circles right in with what we were saying a long time ago about maybe that's what the, the uh, Tall Tales are, you know, is him killing off various Lightnings. Mm-hmm. So, man... I did not expect Crisis on Infinite Earths to work as well as that, especially given, I'm going to be honest, John, 
my knowledge of crisis on infinite earths is very limited oh you could know a lot about it and still not know very much about it yeah yeah (laughs) it's too much it's too much what's the one where superboy punches a hole in reality yep that uh, this one okay Uh, it's after it but yeah okay great classic superboy maybe i don't know well here's the thing it's not superboy it's superboy prime oh it's just superman from a different dimension where he didn't have powers originally fascinating god for someone who likes comics as much as i do i really need to read more comics (laughs) okay so superman's kind of my thing yeah and uh, so there's a superman except it's not superman it's just clark kent and he's in kind of just our world and there's no like crazy stuff happening on and then i believe he falls into a comic book which happens to be like uh earth one and from there nonsense ensues gains powers gains ludicrously more powers uh gets i think the anti-monitor's body or remnants of it and then turns that into armor that makes him more powerful and it just gets crazier from there man i wish i had gone with flashpoint instead of crisis flashpoint is my thing like that those are the comics i have read i've collected every alternate universe and flashpoint but no i went with crisis so john gets to talk about superman yeah i guess i could talk about i do know that barry allen i mean i guess spoilers for a comic series from i think the 80s this is the event where barry allen dies and stays dead for like 20 30 years so i know that it was a bold choice and they stuck to it for longer than you'd expect they stuck to it until right before flashpoint (laughs) and brightest day i want to say is where they bring him back because that's where they bring lots of people back from the dead anyways before that but who knows because he also is like he was technically never dead because he is the speed force yeah he became one with the speed force which to the limited understanding of the speed force of the members of the universe they're like that's that's probably dead that's dead yeah sure (laughs) and then they find out nope i guess it's not dead ah shoot ah man barry's been in there for 30 years let's just get him anyway cars Maybe there's lots of universes of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, even better, maybe there's a lot of maters. I guess that's better. It's better for us, specifically. Uh, okay, I think we've covered multiverse well. We've covered Mad Max pretty well. Now I want to talk about a car's Doctor Strange, mostly because it'd be hard for him to do all those cool little hand things. And while we're at it, It'd be hard for Carlet Witch to do her little hand gestures as well. Sure, but also Carlet Witch doesn't need nearly as many hand gestures. Yeah, she sort of does them, but it almost feels like unnecessary. She's just doing them because it helps her almost, you know? Yeah, and she gets powerful enough to, uh, spoiler alert, basically just gesture vaguely and do things far more complicated than any other sorcerer or anything else it's crazy oh yeah i mean in the comics she's powerful enough to say the words no more mutants and then significantly alter reality in an extreme way yeah yeah 
But Doctor Strange, Doctor Vange, no, that's nothing. Uh, Doctor Strange in the car. Doctor Range Rover. Rover. Yeah, there we go. Doctor Range Rover is the best we're going to get, and I'm happy with that. Hi, I'm Dr. Reven Range Rover. <laughs> Sick. Um, no, it's, it's Dr. Rover Range. And uh, it's it's just in the first movie they explain that because it's the whole Dr. Doctor? Uh, no, it's strange. Who am I to judge? See, I'm going to stick with Reven, <laughs> with Reven Range Rover. But that's just because it's my ass just... Those are my favorite kinds of jokes. Like when people, there was a thing that went around for a while that said uh, J.R.R. Tolkien uh, stood for Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien, uh, <laughs> which still still cracks me up even even, even today. So Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. Yes, it's pretty good. <laughs> but anyway, Reven Range Rovers. <laughs> and gestures and intricate motions to which to do his sorcery how would car do that you know the answer say it anyway his forklifts i don't want him to be a forklift okay but like who performs surgery yeah i did get there right after you he's is canonically a surgeon but you know who else is tomater and at least a doctor uh, is Doc Hudson. So, okay, but like a two. That's not uh, what that means. Maybe he could be a tow truck, so he can do the twirly. Yeah. Okay. The sling ring would be di- no. Just throw that on the wheel. And not the sh- wheel. The Gatling gun. Oh, on like Tomater. Yeah. You're saying Tomater's the sorcerer supreme is where we're getting to. I imagine I mean, he's he's the true Scarlet Witch, if anything. That's utterly true. So maybe, maybe uh, uh, Finn McMissile works decently well as the Sorcerer Su- Supreme. Yeah, he just has to do a, a fake American accent, and then it'll work. Yeah, there we go. So I don't know how we got there, but Finn McMissile is the Sorcerer Supreme. Finn McMissile is a code name. His real name is Reven Range Rover. Well, he was the Sorcerer Supreme, and then he got dusted for a little bit, and his. Uh, his friend, the train, is now Source of Supreme. Yes. And they're going to start putting the train in every single Marvel property. Mm-hmm. Which I'm into. Oh, shoot. That would make... Uh... Did I say Marvel property or Cars property? You said Marvel property. Ah, I meant Cars, but I do like much more the idea of him appearing in She-Hulk or whatever. But the, the Pizza Planet is just... That vehicle is just the uh, America... Chavez. Or maybe Pizza Planet Truck is Wong, since, again, it isn't everything. True, true. Oh, man. They're always unhinged off the rails, but I feel like this one we got a little silly there at the end, John. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, (laughs) Predictions for She-Hulk. Predictions? One. Well, this is less a prediction and more a hope. The CGI gets just a little better. Just a little on her. It's not as bad as the internet's freaking out about, but it's not great. I... I think it looks fine. Yeah, like, the internet is overreacting, but, like, I look at it, and I'm like, I see the, what people are complaining about. If for no other reason, I want it to get better so people stop complaining about it. Yeah. I'm gonna be upset if she can transform back and forth. 
I know very little about comics She-Hulk, so I don't know if that's a thing for her or not. Okay, so they're cousins. Yeah. Good old Brucey. Uh, and uh, she, I think, gets in an accident, or maybe she gets shot. She was a lawyer. She and, gets a uh, then blood transfusion, a right? Blood transfusion, and yeah. he's a match because they're related. And he's the only one who can get there in time, I guess. And they don't have her blood type. So she gets the blood transfusion from him. And everyone's worried because, like, what's going to happen to her? And then she retains her personality and everything. But she retains it all because it's basically what they did for Bruce Banner. Where she becomes a smart Hulk form, but she can't choose to turn back. Like, she can't turn back, period. Okay. It, but she also is just straight up her the whole time. I feel like I've read somewhere also that she is one of the most, like, fourth wall breaky characters. Like, up there with Deadpool, even. Do you know anything about that? Is, am I misremembering that completely? I believe that's right. I would really enjoy that being represented in the series. Because if nothing else, a fourth wall e character who isn't exact... I'm not complaining about Deadpool's sense of humor but one that isn't Deadpool's sense of humor would also be very welcome to me. Absolutely. Yeah, very Not meta characters fun. Not enough of that that isn't Deadpool. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. I mean, like, also, it's just the copies are also Deadpool. Yes, exactly. Like, you can do meta without doing completely Deadpool. Again, the Deadpool movies are phenomenal, but I don't know, something different would be cool. All right. You got, I got one more prediction, and this is less a prediction and more it's already happening. Man, the internet's gonna get real weird about She-Hulk and their feelings about her <laughs> sexually. Um, I disagree because happening right now implies that it hasn't been happening since the inception of the character, and it very much has. Almost certainly, yeah, but lots of people are being introduced to her for the first time, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's going to be the uh, Lola Bunny in Space Jam for a lot of kids. And you know what? I don't know. I'm not gonna... I don't have anything. I don't know what. I'll, I'll, I'm brave enough. I'll do it. And you know what? I get it. Oh, no. I'll say I do get it. Let's be absolutely clear. Uh, so there was a scene in the trailer where she's just carrying a man to bed, and I'm like, I get it. No, yeah. I, no arguments here, man. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway... Oh, that's probably the end of the podcast, right? <laughs> Since uh, we're yeah, just yeah, yeah. giving random predictions I, on well, she I don't know if I've given a prediction yet. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my predictions are, I think it will awaken something in me. Sure. And it's probably going to be a solidly run-of-the-mill, like, yeah, this is it's quality. It's not going to be, like, phenomenal, but it's going to be good. I'm imagining sort of like Hawkeye levels. Like, I like Hawkeye pretty good. Oh, yeah, it was good. It's it wasn't Captain America and the Winter Soldier or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was a bit of a mess, and it wasn't Wandavision, but that was fine. I liked it, made me like some characters a little bit more, gave some depth. All right. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, and you know what, John? Let's experience our own multiverse of madness. And for the outro, let's swap what we do. So you do my part of the outro. I'll do yours. Okay. Well. Th- thanks for listening. Uh, we say this every week, but uh, we genuinely do appreciate it. If you want to something about an idea for the future episode, yeah, we have an email. 
thekachat at gmail.com. Uh, no hyphens or spaces in that. Uh, it's it's all one word. Um, we also have a Twitter. Uh, um, I think you got everything. It's time if you if you uh, fun fun little game. Sure. Predict what gift I got Lucas for his birthday that has arrived in the mail within the past two weeks after a very long wait uh, <laughs> and is in front of me right now. Go ahead, submit your guesses on Twitter or send an email saying what you think it is, and then Lucas will hopefully figure out if you're right at some point. some point. Also, I don't know, John's birthday was last week, so do the same with a present I'm going to get John. Woo! Sick. I'm going to go ahead and do your my your part of the outro. Is that cool with you, John Lucas? Yes, Lucas John. Sick. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, if you want to do something other than on YouTube, you can also rate and review us on uh, whatever you use, but iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, I guess, is, I think, the most helpful one. And I think Spotify may have added a rating system, so... I don't know if you're listening on Spotify or if you are just feeling particularly generous, go on Spotify and leave us a review or rating or whatever they'll let you do. Or maybe nothing. Honestly, I'm working off memory and maybe they don't have a system. (laughs) And I think that, oh, and remember to tell anyone and everyone that you think might be interested in this kooky, crazy, strange little podcast that we do. John and I. Man, there's a reason we don't usually do this, huh? Mm-hmm. Cool. And until next time, don't forget to float like a Cadillac and sting like a beamer.